welcome, welcome. This is the official Plan Your Federal Benefits podcast. My name is Dallin Hawes. I will be your host today, and this is where we go over the tips and tricks and strategies to get the most out of your federal benefits and your federal retirement. So let's get into it. And as always, this podcast is meant for educational purposes only and is not intended to be investment, tax, accounting, or legal advice. Good morning, federal employees. It is so good to be with you again today here in my office, and thank you for joining me. It is always a pleasure. So let's jump right in. And today I have to warn you. I have to warn you that today I'm going to talk about one of my biggest pet peeves, that I didn't know was my pet peeve until I started talking to federal employees all the time on the phone. And um, I get the same response for a lot of different things. And so I wanted to chat through my thoughts of why I do what I do and my, I guess, how I think about certain topics. And so that you as a federal employee can then take that and say, okay, for me in my life, what does that mean for me? And if it's helpful, awesome. If it doesn't apply to you, great. Whatever works for you. I'll just share my experience in helping feds, getting the most out of their benefits, and hopefully that helps you as well. So if you do not know, I talk with federal employees on the phone all the time. People make appointments on my website. My calendar's there, and I talk with feds. Even if they're not my clients, I have 20-minute phone calls with feds all the time. And those phone calls serve two purposes. First, it allows me to answer people's questions in a personal way. Right? Some people have questions, they can't get answers from their HR, it's hard to find it online. And so this gives me an opportunity to sit down with people and say, okay, what are your questions? Let's work this out. And I don't get paid a dime for this. But the, the second reason for these phone calls is, okay, I can't work with every federal employee as a client. Um, and so that's why I'm trying to give answers in a, in a, in a, in a personal way. Um, but those phone calls allow me to sit down, okay, are we a good fit? Are you looking for help? And if so, okay, does this work? Does this relationship work on our end and your end? Because like I said, I have limited time, limited resources, and so, so do my team, right? We only have so much time and can service only so many clients, so it allows us to, to see who we want to work with and to see who wants to work with us, right? Those are the two purposes, to answer as many questions as we possibly can for federal employees, as well as to see if it's a good fit to work together and really dig into their plan to make sure they're on the right track. So. I, I do those phone calls, okay, back into my main point. I do these phone calls and I get questions about everything, about pension, about social security, about your FEHB, about Fegley, about retirement, and just every possible thing. I, I've got the question on it, right? And so we're able to discuss and, and come up with um, some great answers for them. Okay, what makes sense for you, right? And obviously I can only give advice as much as I know the situation, but generally I can do pretty good. And I, I give them a lot of great answers that they are really grateful for. And there's some questions that are very straightforward answers, right? Let's say, okay, how much is the max to invest in my TSP for 2020? Okay, boom, this is the answer. This is a con concrete answer that I can give them, boom, done, right? How much of my FERS pensions tax? Boom, here, there's the answer, right? I, there's some things that I know specifically, this is the answer. But where people get frustrated sometimes with me is when the answer, they want a clean cut answer for a question that really depends on a lot of things. Where most people would assume that there is a clean cut answer, but in reality there is not, 
And there shouldn't be, because if, if you think there is, then you're probably applying it wrong. So let me give you an example. And today's topic is all about the TSP and investing the TSP. Because one of the, probably the most common question I get is, okay, in a nutshell, people ask it lots of different ways, but in a nutshell, how do I invest my TSP? How should I invest my TSP for my situation, right? That's in a nutshell. Some people say, hey, this is what I'm invested in. Am I too conservative? Am I too aggressive? Am I approaching retirement? What should I do in retirement? What should I do with my TSP? There's lots of different ways and lots of different situations, but in a nutshell, they're asking, how should I be investing my TSP, okay? And um, without a doubt, my first response on these phone calls where I don't know a lot about them. I know maybe their TSP balance. I know when they're going to retire. I, I know a few things, but that's it. People ask this question. My response is always, I don't know. I don't know. And people start, you know, probing more. They're like, okay, well, you know, what about this? What about this? And, and they really want to get, I call it the magic TSP allocation. You might have heard me talk about this before where they, um, they're trying to get out of me the best allocation possible, which doesn't exist. I, I want to get that out. It does not exist. But what does exist is solutions that are tailored for people's situations. But when I do these 20-minute phone calls, I do not know their situation well enough to be able to give that sort of advice and be confident that it actually makes sense for them, right? Even let's say if I work with a client, even if someone is paying me, they hire me as their advisor and we are creating a retirement plan. We're going through all the things and making sure they're not missing anything. It takes a while. I almost go through every other aspect of their financial life, whether that's their pension, social security, their health insurance, life insurance, estate plan. I, I go through everything. And then at the end of that, I'm like, okay, based on your whole situation, this is what your TSP needs to do to fill your gaps, to fill the holes in your retirement to make sure you're not going to run, run out of money, right? And then we tailor the investments to match that, right? And so with that view of, okay, the TSP is supposed to be tailored. It's a unique thing. That is why I cannot tell people exactly how to invest their TSP with a clean conscience. I, could I tell you some generic advice? Definitely. That's easy to do. I could definitely do that, right? And some people do. They give generic advice. And sometimes generic advice works for people, right? It does. But as people get closer to retirement, it varies a lot more. Let's say people in their 20s, right? The, the, um, the ways that you should be investing your TSP are pretty limited. Basically, you're gonna be working for a long time depending on your goals, but you're probably gonna be working quite a long time, and so you could afford to be quite aggressive, right? And so there's fewer differences in situations. But as people approach retirement, what they need out of their TSP actually changes quite a bit from person to person. And um, let me talk to you about a, another one of my pet peeves, and that's the L funds. Now, the L funds are the epitome of generic advice where nowadays when people are new federal employees their default fund that their TSP money goes into is the L funds based on when the government thinks they're going to retire that person's going to retire right so basically for all new federal employees before it used to be the G fund now it's the L fund is the default fund 
the government is giving this generic advice based on the situation. Now, is the L fund better than, let's say, just the G fund as a default? Yes, it is. It is. It's better than just the G fund. But as people approach retirement, let me give you an example. The L fund, if you're not familiar with the L funds, it's basically just a mixture of the other different five funds, right? There's five main funds, and then the L funds are just a different combination of the five individual funds, right? And each L fund has a year next to it, like L 2025, L 2030. And as we approach that date, that year of the name of the L fund, let's say 2025, it's five years away. I'm, I'm shooting this in 2020. The allocation or what underlying funds that the L fund is invested in changes. It changes over time. That's the concept of the L fund is that as you approach that date, it becomes more conservative automatically right? Which is, it's cool. It's, it's a cool thing. And for people that do not want to think about their TSP, it's not a bad option. But just know it's not going to be tailored to your situation at all, at all. It's going to be generic advice based on when you want to retire. Is that a bad thing? Well, maybe, maybe. Um, for some people, it might pinpoint exactly what they need and they're good to go. But um, in my experience, for example, all the L funds, they eventually turn into the L income fund. For example, the L 2020 fund just disappeared because we're in 2020 and it became the L income fund, which is what they all end up turning into eventually once the year passes. And so the L income fund is, it changes over time a little bit, but um, it's almost 80% G fund and F fund. And to give some perspective, that's very conservative, very conservative. And in my experience, now I don't know your situation, my, your situation may be different. In my experience, very few federal employees should be that conservative, even in retirement, okay? Retirements nowadays are getting longer, right? The medical knowledge and expertise and technology, it's all getting better. People are living longer, we're getting better at fighting diseases, retirements are gonna be longer. And so one of the biggest concerns for federal employees is not running out of money. And honestly, one of the main reasons that people run out of money is that they're too conservative, right? It sounds counterintuitive that you would think that it's more, more threatening to your retirement to be too aggressive. And that's not, that's not good either. You don't wanna to be too aggressive, right? but you do not want to be too conservative because inflation takes a toll. And of course, you're going to need some of that money, I assume, right? And so you're going to want that money to grow over time and build wealth for you, right? And so in my opinion, the L income fund is not the best or the stereotypical solution for, for retirees, right? Just my opinion. You, you might have a completely different opinion and I respect that. Everyone has a different approach to retirement planning, okay? But that's my opinion. So take it with a grain of salt, whatever you wanna do with it, but that, that, that is my opinion. So in a nutshell, what I'm trying to say here, I'll summarize this video, and that is generic advice is helpful to a point where it's helpful to kind of understand concepts, but when it comes to things that really matter, let's say a retirement, I would be wary 
of generic advice. Now, could it work for you? Yeah, yeah, and if you're familiar with investing, if you're really familiar with the funds, you're really familiar with all your benefits and how your retirement's gonna look and Social Security and Medicare and estate planning and long-term care, and, and you really have a good grasp of your financial life, awesome, go for it. Um, all I'm saying is, is just do your research and know what you're doing and why you're doing it because it makes a difference. It makes a difference in your, in your retirement outcomes and how comfortable and how confident you're going to feel in retirement, right? And so I guess this is a big long ramble of I get frustrated sometimes and people get frustrated with me when I do these 20 minute phone calls because they think I have all the answers and I, I do have a lot of answers, but I cannot make up advice when I don't know their situation really well. Well, I could. I could make up advice, but it would still be made up advice that I don't know for sure if it applies to them. I'm always able to give generic advice like, okay, in these types of situations, you may want to do this, right? But barring that, I, I can't get more specific than that. I can't say, hey, for you, for your situation, you need to do this. I can't do that. So. That's my ramble for today. I hope it is helpful. Hopefully it gives you some perspective of what it might be like looking at lots of different federal employee situations and um, getting my thoughts on that. So I hope you guys have a great rest of your week and um, thank you for being here. Thank you for investing in yourself. I know there is lots of fun things to watch on YouTube. There's lots of great just mind-numbing things all over to watch and to listen to and to consume. But uh, thank you for investing in yourself and learning about your benefits, learning about your retirement. It can be incredibly powerful. The small little things you do every day to prepare, to learn, to plan, it makes a huge difference over time. So that's it for today. I hope you have a great one. I'll see you next time.